No matter how much we know or think we know about God and His Word, there is always more. Today on Always More, Rebecca Keener discusses how the Holy Spirit is relevant to our everyday lives. He is the one who is our comforter in times of need and gives us the power to live a victorious life. Now, here's Rebecca. Well, hello everyone and Merry Christmas. I want to just send a little Christmas cheer your way. And we are looking at on Always More TV, the power of the Holy Spirit in Christmas, the role he played in Christmas. You know, there would be no Christmas without the Holy Spirit. So we want to take a few moments with you today just to encourage you in the Lord and to let you know that the power of the Holy Spirit is there for you as well in a great way, especially in this year that we're, we've come through and the year ahead. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. So today we're looking at the life of Zacharias, who was the father to John the Baptist, and how the Holy Spirit touched his life and his life and his wife Elizabeth intersected with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and what a miraculous thing took place. And it can happen for you too. Let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into the lesson. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every single person watching today. And I pray your Holy Spirit would come into the room as we're looking at the word, reading the word. We thank you that the Bible says the word became flesh and dwelt among them. That is the wonderful Christ child, baby Jesus. He is our word. In Jesus' name, we pray that your presence would be felt as we read your word and faith would arise in a great way. In Jesus' name, everyone said, Amen. Amen. Well, welcome to my home. We are celebrating here the birth of Jesus Christ. And I've just had this sense, this feeling for quite some time that this is going to be one of the greatest Christmases that we've ever had in the history of my life and in anything that I can remember. I just feel that the light of Jesus Christ is going to shine more brightly than ever before this year. When you see the Christmas lights, it's gonna remind you of the light of Jesus Christ shining through you everywhere you go. And we're looking today at uh, the life of Zacharias, who again was the father of John the Baptist. If you'll turn in your Bible to Luke chapter one and two, and just as your homework, if you'll just read chapter one and two of Luke throughout this Christmas season, the Holy Spirit will speak more to you. And then you can come on here and you can teach about the Holy Spirit in Christmas. Amen. So we're looking at um, verse uh, five of chapter one of Luke. And it starts verse five. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah, a certain priest by the name of Zechariah. So we see that John's father was a priest. He was familiar with all the prophecies about Jesus Christ. He was familiar with the word. He knew the word. He served in the temple. And he his time to actually serve in the temple had come. And it, and it says that his wife was the, of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and the ordinances of the Lord blameless. Now you probably couldn't say that about very many people, but Zacharias and Elizabeth loved the Lord and they wanted to live that blameless, righteous life. But yet they believed for a baby all of their marriage, all of their life into their old age. Uh, by all accounts, it looks like they were in their 60s and maybe Zacharias was even older than that. 
but they had been barren. It says they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. And then an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. And you'd be troubled too if an angel came and appeared to you. Amen. It would, it would bring a little bit of um, commotion and fright. And so it goes on to say, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, amen, because when God comes on the scene, he doesn't want us to be afraid. He wants us to be in awe of him and what's about to take place. And then it says, uh, your prayer has been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you will call his name John and you will have joy and you will have gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit. He didn't need wine and strong drink because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now that's a whole nother sermon. We'll check that for later. Amen. And then it goes on to say, uh, he, he was filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. So there's really a whole thought in that, that children can be filled and touched and anointed by the Holy Spirit even while you're carrying them, Mom. If you're watching me today and you're pregnant and expecting a baby, begin to pray over that baby and believe God that he will fill, fill your baby. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him, him, capital H, him as in Jesus, in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Thank the Lord for John the Baptist. Thank the Lord for the Baptist denomination. Amen that does such a wonderful job teaching and preaching the word of God. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I'm an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And oh, don't you identify with Zacharias in so many ways that when the Lord speaks something to us, well, how can I do that, Lord? How is this gonna happen, Lord? I just don't know if this is gonna take place or not. Well, that's where Zacharias was. And then it says, the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and I was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Amen, a baby is a glad tiding. When a baby comes on the scene, it's a joyous occasion to bring forth new life. Amen, and a supernatural thing. But behold, you will be mute. You'll be mute, Zacharias and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. And then it goes on to say that Zacharias, after he finished his duties at the temple, he left the temple, he went home, he was with his wife, 
and behold, she conceived. Hallelujah. And then uh, the story goes that Mary came and visited them. And there was a divine reaction when baby John in his mother's womb was filled with the Holy Spirit and, and leaped within her womb because he was filled. Gabriel said from conception, he was filled. He had the Holy Spirit. And then his mother was filled with the Holy Spirit. So we want to talk about today and just extract a few things out of here about this story that's so supernatural that I, I know will have a great impact on your life and you'll never think about Christmas the same way ever again. The Holy Spirit wants to come in our Christmas. And the reason why he comes is to anoint us. Now, to anoint someone means that his power, his dunamis power, his enabling comes on us to do a particular thing that he needs us to do while we're here on earth. You were created for a specific reason, to do great and mighty things for God. And it is the power of the Holy Spirit who gives you that ability to do it. And so he wants to anoint you just as he anointed Zacharias to be the father of John, even in his old age. He anointed Elizabeth to be his mother and to conceive John. And, you know, you think about the prophecies, the many prophecies that we mentioned one in our last program out of Malachi that prophesied that John would be the forerunner to Jesus Christ. So Zacharias had to know these prophecies. He had to know the prophecies in Isaiah that speak of uh, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And maybe he pondered those prophecies and thought about, could it be that maybe I could be a part of this in some way? And lo and behold, he was because the Holy Spirit came and anointed him and chose him uh, to be the father of John. But we think about some of those prophecies. Isaiah 61 and 1, The Spirit of the Lord God is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of our God's vengeance to comfort all who mourn. Now that was a prophecy concerning the life of Jesus Christ. And Zechariah surely knew that prophecy, that the purpose of the Holy Spirit and the Lord coming on us was to anoint us. Jesus was anointed by God to preach, to break chains off of people, to bring healing, to bring life, to bring newness, to bring joy, exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. That was his anointing. And Zacharias knew these scriptures about the Savior who was to come. Isaiah 9 and 6. I love this one. I remember going and seeing the um, Rockettes Christmas Spectacular in New York. Many of you maybe have seen that beautiful production. And at the end, they scroll Isaiah 9 and 6 with a beautiful nativity scene, a live nativity scene behind the screen. It's just a fabulous experience to see. Uh, Isaiah 9 and 6, for us, unto us, unto us, unto you, unto me, a child is born. Unto us, a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called. Wonderful. Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
and of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Now, there's a whole lesson in that, that when we're uh, under the lordship of Jesus Christ, we're under his government. We don't have to fret about what's happening or not happening in our government because we are of the kingdom of God and we're under his government. And it says that the government will be upon his shoulders and uh, we know that we're under his care. So the Holy Spirit wants to come this Christmas as never before to anoint you. Won't you just agree with me by faith and just ask the Holy Spirit right now, say, Holy Spirit, will you anoint me? For the year to come. Holy Spirit, will you anoint me to spread the spirit of Christmas, the spirit of Christ, wherever I go? Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, he heard you and he's already anointing you even as we speak to do what he's told you to do. And then the next thing the Holy Spirit will do is he will confront unbelief. And you look at what happened in the account of Zacharias where when the angel came and told him, you're going to have a son, his name is going to be John. And he laid out what would happen, why John needed to be born, why Zacharias had been chosen, he and his wife, to be the father of the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And um, Zacharias comes back very different from Mary. Mary... 14-year-old Mary, come on now, somebody, don't despise the days of your youth. If you're watching me right now and you're a young person, listen, your spirit man can be big and mature and strong. And um, we see a little different reaction with Zacharias. He's old in his years. He's weathered by life. He's served the Lord. He's been faithful to God. He's believed God for his dream to come to pass, and it has not yet come to pass. And now, all of a sudden, the angel comes and tells him, you're going to have a baby. And he says, how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. Now, if Edward were to say that about me, my, my wife is old, you know, I, this, it's over. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is what Zacharias was telling this angel. You know, he was expressing unbelief. And that would be a little disappointing to me if Edward said that. But, you know, because I try to stay young. I'm, I'm trying my best to keep my youth. But um, anyway, the Lord is the one who gives us that strength and that power. But Zacharias, his faith level wasn't there, and he expressed that unbelief. And the Holy Spirit will come in, and he will convict us. He will confront that unbelief when we express it. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful for a Holy Spirit who will just check us when we get off course, when we start speaking doubt and unbelief? And, you know, we've had so much doubt and unbelief this year. We've had so much uh, bad reports just bombarded through the media and through reports that we hear coming, mortality rates and, and all that we have heard this year, economic downturn, all the things. And if we focus on that, then we become consumed with doubt and unbelief. And no doubt that's what maybe had happened to Zacharias. And so the Holy Spirit said, okay, brother, if you're going to just begin to spew out and speak doubt and unbelief over the situation that is going to happen because God has ordained this, then I'm going to have to shut you up. I'm going to have to mute you. And we see that's what happened with Zacharias. 
that angel came and he spoke this to him and he was not able to speak until after baby John was born. And so the Holy Spirit will confront our unbelief. And you know, Jesus said, with God, all things are possible. And there was a man who came to him to believe for the healing of his child. And uh, Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. And immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, I believe. He said, help my unbelief. Amen. He just showed his vulnerability to Jesus and he just showed his transparency and his flaws and his um, need to Jesus. Help my unbelief. You may be there today. You may be watching me and saying, so much has happened to me. So much has gone on. And, and I just need the Holy Spirit to help my unbelief. Help me to move me from that place of unbelief. Could this ever happen for me? Could I ever be blessed? Could I ever come out of this mess? Can I ever come out of this destitution or this despair? And the answer is yes, through the power of the Holy Spirit. If you begin to speak life and peace and get in agreement with the plans of God over your life and begin to speak those out rather than speaking doubt and unbelief, big things are gonna happen and God is gonna move in your life in a great way. I read a quote by Roy Smith who said, he who has not Christmas in his heart will never find it under a tree. Isn't that true? Christmas is all about Jesus Christ. That's why we sing joy to the world, the Lord has come. And it goes on to say the old hymn that was written by uh, Isaac Watts in 1839, really about the second coming of Christ. He said, he rules the world with truth and grace. If ever you needed a word today to know God is in charge, He rules the world with truth and grace. And one of the favorite things that I have around the house at Christmas time, I wanted to share with you today. This is from my sweet mother-in-law and she gave this to me several years ago and it says, let heaven and nature sing. It's from the old Christmas hymn, Joy to the World, that was written so many years ago. So precious to me, just a little treasure that I love to pull out every year. And it reminds us that God is in control and He came so that we would have joy at Christmas time. I just wanna know what are some little treasures that you have around your house? It may be um, a favorite uh, Christmas uh, ornament that you have on the tree. It may be a favorite Christmas tradition. Will you go to our, our Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all of our social media and just drop us a little line and let us know some of the special treasures that you have and that you like to surround yourself with to remind you of Jesus Christ at this very special time of the year. We wish you a Merry Christmas and hope this is the best Christmas that you've ever had and that you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit and that He will bring you joy, joy to the world. The next thing that the Holy Spirit will do is He will fill you. He will fill you. We see that clearly in the scriptures. And if you'll turn over to uh, Luke chapter 1 and verse 67, and I love this verse, that after uh, baby John was born, then Zachariah's tongue was loose. And there was a little debate going on about 
what the child should be called. Some who were there at the time of his birth said, well, he should be called Zacharias because his father is Zacharias. And so it's uh, recorded here in the book of Luke that Zacharias wrote his name down. His name will, become, will be called John. And when he said that, his tongue was loosed. Amen. And the moment that happened, when his tongue was loosed, verse 67 says, Now his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. I love that. The Holy Spirit will fill you. Now, the wonderful thing that we see about this story is if John was filled with the Holy Spirit from his time in the womb, if his mother Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit when she encountered Mary, and then if his dad was filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, you get where I'm going with this, when he confirmed his name was John, hallelujah, we too can believe for household infilling of the Holy Spirit. We believe for household salvation. And we believe for the infilling, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, we are given the Holy Spirit when we give our life to Jesus Christ. But there is that second touch outlined in the book of Acts. And it's called the baptism, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. And so John had the Holy Spirit. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth in uh, chapter 1, verse 40, was filled with the Holy Spirit when she felt John leap in her womb and filled with joy. And then next, Zacharias was filled. Hallelujah. Think about that. A whole Holy Ghost filled, baptized, prophesying, uh, wonder-speaking family. Amen. And some of you are believing God for your family to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we want to stand with you in agreement at Always More TV for an entire family to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're believing that for our family down to the fifth cousin. We're just believing that everybody, everybody get empowered with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You know, so John was the child. He was filled first. Then the mama came and she was filled and then the daddy was filled. Sometimes it happens that way, you know. Sometimes the children get filled with the Holy Ghost first and it spills out over onto the mom and daddy who may never have even been in church. You may experience that this year. Wouldn't that be glorious? Sometimes it's the mom who gets filled first with the Holy Spirit and baptized in the Holy Spirit and everybody else in the family comes in. Amen. So the Holy Spirit will fill you. The next thing the Lord will do is he will cause you to preach and he will cause you to prophesy. Now, if you look in Luke chapter 1, verse 67, 68, John, uh, uh, Zacharias began, the father of John, began to prophesy. And he prophesied out, and I won't take time to read it now, but he prophesied out over his son, John. He said, and you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. Hallelujah. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God which was the day spring from on high that has visited us to give light to those who sit in darkness 
and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Think about this. Zacharias believed God for a child all of his life, couldn't have one, was in reproach and shame because they were barren. All of a sudden, the Lord comes in, a miracle. He's uh, now the father of John, and the Holy Spirit fills him. And as he fills him, he begins to prophesy over him. I began to think about that. I thought, what if the fathers of the world begin to rise up wherever you're listening today, even if you're listening on Faith Unveiled Network in Africa today or wherever you may be around the world, if the fathers of the world began filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to prophesy over their sons and daughters and speak life and declare, this is what you're going to do. You're going to be a light. You're going to be a forerunner. Amen. And that will change the trajectory of a child's life through the prophecy of a father filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I'm about to preach myself happy today. And you know what? We can change the world just by the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And the last thing I want to encourage you today, the Holy Spirit will take ordinary people and he will give you a purpose. Just like he did Elizabeth, just like he did Zacharias, just like he did the mother Mary, just like he did the shepherds and the magi and the wise men who came at the birth of Jesus Christ, even the, the innkeeper who now uh, we read about in the Christmas story every year. God will take ordinary people like you and like me, and he will make us uh, extraordinary. He will take ordinary people and he will make us have a purpose for, for Jesus Christ. And that's what he did through the life of Zacharias. And I just want to encourage you today, if you're watching, you need the power of the Holy Spirit this Christmas more now than ever before. And he wants to give you a purpose. He wants to prophesy through you. He wants to fill you. He wants to rid you of unbelief. He wants to anoint you. And the Holy Spirit is here to do that today. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this account we've read today in the book of Luke about Zacharias the priest and what a mighty miracle you did in his life. And Lord, we ask that you would confront any unbelief in our life. We repent for unbelief, Lord, and we ask for you to fill us and anoint us and to fulfill our dreams, Lord. We ask that you would prophesy through us, just as you said in Joel chapter 2, you would cause us to prophesy. You would pour out your spirit. So, Lord, I'm asking you to pour out your spirit on every single person watching today. Pour it out on their homes, and Lord, use them in a powerful way for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name. I just thank you so much for being with us today on Always More TV. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit now for over 70 programs and you can go on our YouTube station. You can go back and learn everything that we have talked about concerning the Holy Spirit. He wants to fill you. He wants to be the center of your home and your life. He wants to use you in a great way. Thank you so much for being a part. Uh, today of this study. We love you. God loves you. And give your life to Jesus Christ. That'll be the best gift that you can give him, giving your life. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. 
I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins. I need a new start. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we love you. Thank you again for being with us today. And we're praying that you'll stay with us as we're talking about the Holy Spirit in Christmas. We'll see you next week. This program is brought to you by Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated and faithful friends like you. Your tax-deductible donation to Heritage Christian Fellowship Incorporated, founded 1974, will be used to support this program. To find out more about how you can be a part of sending the gospel through Always More, contact us at alwaysmortv.org.